What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Krista Salomons, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in and say hello. Good to be back live from New Jersey. Not in the same place, maybe in the future, but the NHL season's back. It's good to... Good to watch some hockey while we're recording. yeah, hockey's officially back. I know, like the last couple episodes, we've been like, we're back, we're back, we're now back, we're back, we're back. Now but we're now back. we're officially back. And and sorry if if I'm if I sound if I don't sound as uh, uh, vibrant and and loud as I normally <laughs> do. Uh, since I did move back to my parents' house, I do have to respect that there are some people who need to be up at six o'clock in the morning, and we are currently recording at night. A little ten yeah. and fifty five pod. This might be the latest we've recorded. I mean, we, we recorded, we usually record what, eight, nine. We recorded yeah. one time at three o'clock from the Lost Pod. But this is, this might be a new one. But hey, we're rolling. We're here. We're live. Yeah, man. I mean, like, here's the thing we're podcasting after dark. Who knows what we're going to say? <laughs> Probably nothing because I'm also tired. So, like, yep. I'm not going to be as like crazy as, as normal. So, Kevin's going to have a very easy time editing this podcast. <laughs> No, no last minute editing, thankfully. Oh man, hey, don't don't sell yourself short. It's only happened like three times. It's pretty good for four <laughs> seasons. We're due for like one a season, I think. Yeah, give or take. Yep. Where Chris calls out the leader of some like country that we have to redact immediately. <laughs> I'm not I'm hey, I'm I'm staying out of geopolitical <laughs> conversations right now. <laughs> Probably for the best. I, su- uh, I support humanity. That's what <laughs> online tells me to do. So I support humanity. Oh God! But yeah, you know it's good to have hockey back. Got the Kings Avs on now. It's been a what? I've had a few games. I, what time? When did the Rangers start? Because that was don't start till tomorrow. Saturday. Oh, that's so nice though. I, I I don't know. I don't know why the Islanders don't start till Saturday when they at least going on since Tuesday. See, I- yeah, that's see. I was complaining last night to my cousin when I was watching the the Knights game. Um, that I was pissed that the Rangers don't start for. You know, two days you know into the season, uh, I, I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea the the Islanders started that late. I know it's like I've been watching. I was telling you before. It's like I'm going to the home opener with my parents on Saturday, which will be cool. A little nervous about them playing Buffalo, but hey, we'll warm them up for you. Yeah, I was gonna say, thank God that you guys play them on Friday. We'll get we'll get their backup. Bless the Lord. I don't even know who they're back. It might be Lukanen. I don't know, but it's like I feel like I'm waiting forever. I watched the I watched the Connor Bedard make his debut last night. And now I gotta wait. I gotta wait a whole another. What is it? It's eleven o'clock, so like seventy-two hours almost. It's crazy. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. And the worst part is, I think they we play them in Buffalo too. So, um, yes, pretty, wear them pretty, down. Yes, yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna get them uh, worn down and traveled. Love it, love it. Thank you, NHL schedule makers. Yeah, the Islanders start with like t- nine out of ten at home. It's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, I don't think the Rangers start at home until next Monday, and they play the Yotes at home. So, great game to start at home with. Oh, that's so nice. We play the Yotes on Tuesday. You guys are just such... Hey, man, we're just, we're just tenderizing it. teams for you. <laughs> the charity, I love it. Oh, <laughs> As if, yeah, the Yotes back up. I can't even tell you who it was. Connor Ingram, maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. I think he... Yeah, I thought he was starting for them, but I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. But the um, Texas hockey back is the moral of the story. It's good to yeah. have some Isles Rangers to talk about. Finally, we've been feels like we've been that might have been our longest offseason ever. It feels like we were in the dog. Days there, I mean, yeah, we just had nothing to talk about. Like literally <laughs> nothing. Like, gen, like generally, like there are like some things to talk about. There's like like when free agency happened, there was you know like, we did apply first. There was, was a couple things here and there, and then crickets. Absolutely nothing. Literal crickets for like three months. Kind of yeah. crazy. And then this week, you know, things things are things are opening up. Big news out of the Islanders. Uh, uh, RIP. Start off with it. Roscoe Ross Johnson has been waived, and when I made this pod note, he was just on waivers. And my God, I can't believe it. He got claimed by the Anaheim Ducks, and like I can't tell you the last time I audibly gasped at a tweet. But when I saw the notification come up on my phone that said. That from Elliot Freeman, it said Anaheim claims Johnson. I went like, <gasps> like I couldn't believe it. I mean, he seems like a great guy. Everybody on that the honors that talked about him, like Barzell said, he lost his big brother, and like Matt Morris. Did he live with him? Uh, I don't think so, but I guess he was a very well beloved guy. I mean, Matt Morris was saying I lost all my best friends. He was a trooper. I'll give him credit. He played here. 
He was up in the NHL for like four years, I think. Um, I think he made his debut in 2019 where he had two goals in three games, kind of electric. And, I mean, he may have played like 100 games in that time. So, you know, total – I feel like he's like a consummate pro, total trooper, but really no place in the league anymore. And on a lot of teams, especially the Islanders, for a player like him, just a straight-up enforcer, fighter. I mean, also making 1.1 mil for this year and two more after that, that's a nice small bit of chunk of change to get off the cap. I mean, I wish him the best – but with that being said, like a team like Anaheim with a thousand rookies on their team, or like sophomores, or Trevor Zegers, who basically acts like a rookie, it's good to have a guy like Johnson around to kind of set the tone. I would say to to keep things um, in line, like he did in the preseason. He, he defended Matt Maggio, but also this preseason game where he was just drawing out a player, and he like I don't know, he like took a double minor for roughing and put the Islanders on a four minute PK, and you just you, you, you can't have stuff like that. And he was being passed on for the likes of like Cole Bargerow, Otto Koivula, Arno Durando last year while Johnston was on the NHL roster and wasn't playing. So I think that gave a glimpse into what the org thought of him. But, you know, good good Islander, good guy, it seems. Don't have many personal things to say about him. But, uh, you know, I wish him the best in Anaheim. SoCal, San Diego, Anaheim, good place to live, right? Yeah. I mean, like um – it's kind of like a low risk, high reward type thing for Anaheim. I mean, they can claim yeah. them if it works out great. It's three years at like what one point one. It's a lot for an enforcer, yeah. But they so yeah, got it's, the- it's 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 a little bit. It, they have the room. Yeah. Um, also variable you know, in the minors. So yeah, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's it's not like it's uh, any skin off their back. So yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, if if somebody like somebody takes a run at Leo Carlson or. Even Zegra still or Pavel Mintiuk, their defensive prospect who was top 10 pick a couple of years ago. You know, you got a guy like Ross Johnson now. So it does help police the game a little bit, whether people like it or not. It does help, but the Islanders just had no need for it, especially when you have Martin Zekas and Clutterbuck. So wish, wish Ross all the best. Can't believe he got claimed. Pretty sure Anaheim was number one in the uh, <laughs> in the waiver wire, which is nuts. Guy plucked him right away. I gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. Um, and 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 someone else also, you know, went away yes. from the league. Yeah, I think this is the end for uh, Jay Bales, man. Josh it's Bailey. No. So bad for the guy. He's only like what thirty four, I think thirty three, maybe. But audible recent from his PTO. He just all the Sens fans were like cheering online. I felt kind of bad, but they were like, even the reporters, like, yeah, he just he lost a step. And you can see it last year with the Islanders. You know, his, his mind is still there. He makes good passes, but he just can't keep up in the modern NHL. So it, it's hard to believe Josh Bailey's probably out of the NHL now. I mean, it's been a wild 16 years with the Islanders. And, you know, it's a shame. Feel bad for the guy. Feel bad that Lane Lambert scratched him two days before his 1,000th game, which was supposed to be at home against the Rangers. That was kind of a jerk move. <laughs> but that's a That's a Mike Babcock move. That was a major Mike Babcock move. I remember we talked about it at the time where we were like, is Lambert trying to like insert his power here? Like, what's going on? But you know, J- Bailey, why good playoff moments? Thousand game career. Probably end a little bit too early for what he wanted, but I hope he has a nice rest of his hockey career in Europe or if he retires with his family. You know? Pretty crazy yeah, I mean, though that he's gone. Yeah, I mean, like 16 years too. That's that's it's nothing to, it's to scoff at or anything. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, all the best, all the best to him. Um, you know, one other like note, not really um, like player related or not really like players end of the road or leaving the org related before we get into like, just like what general thoughts of like the season might be um, Rangers named uh, their alternative <laughs> captains and, and all that stuff. You know, uh, my, my, wow. my, my A is coming in the mail. Um, oh my God. All of our A's are coming in the mail. I'm telling you, the graphic would have been easier to make if they just put these are not our alternate captains. I mean, hey man, free t-shirt idea. I sent it to them. They haven't <laughs> responded yet. Um, Watch, it's going to pop up at MSG and you're going to be like, It oh. is. I swear it is. And I'm going to be so pissed when it does. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean like the only real addition to um, the alternatives this year was uh, Adam Fox got it. So, you know, happy to That's see good. him with, with, with a letter. Uh, I'm trying to think 
because they, they, I think they did five or six last year too. I'm trying to think if there was anyone that I can't remember who who got it taken away or something, but um, no one's jumping out at me. Uh, I know Crowder had one, Panarin has one, Spanish had has one, Barkley has one, Fox now has one, and I think that's it. And then I think, uh, then I think Troop is your captain. So yeah, uh, I can't remember who had the other one last year. It might have been, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Rangers still. Maybe they just added one. They were like, you know what? This is not enough. We need one more. They 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 did it rolling because it was like they had you know Truba and then like two yeah. at home. Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, Who that's knows. that. So uh, pretty funny to see the graphic and everything, and you know everyone just talking about how the Rangers have like so many you know alternate captains, which is hey true and hilarious. If you got leadership, I guess you uh, you might as well use it, right? So mm-hmm. no complaints. I mean. I, I like your shirt idea. They should pitch it. I mean, the bar for shirts in, at MSG is like on the floor with the Zabat. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It is so I mean, bad. if they, they, they pitch your idea, it would be amazing. Their opening night shirt looks horrible. <laughs> I saw it the other day, and I was like, "What? Why? Why are you even selling this? It's it's, it's like egregiously terrible." You could go to the Isles Lab and get a a scarf for four hundred fifty dollars instead. So, who's the real loser here? God. <laughs> um yeah so i guess before moving on to like um you know uh um some of our season predictions for each team you know general thoughts on on what we were expecting this year um and all that stuff i mean like again like games have already started um i've been liking what i've seen so far um from you know all the games we've been watching you know between yesterday and today a lot of scoring especially in games that i didn't think there was going to be too many like you know i took the over today in montreal leafs uh didn't think that you know that was i didn't think you know i thought we were maybe going to struggle for for seven that hit easy um right now it's already one nothing in colorado uh la um i think there's already a goal or two in um edmonton vancouver so you know a lot of a lot of goals already which is pretty exciting um and i think this year um it'll be i think a fun season i think um oh, yeah. and I, so I was i was watching a podcast i was watching a, a clip from a podcast and they said like this is i think the year where you're going to see a lot of like the next gen guys take that that big leap forward and mm-hmm. we're going to see you know, the likes of, you know, Matthews and Line and Hughes and Robertson and McCarr and Fox and all these guys who are younger, hungry, they're going to take that next step and it's going to be their league. Um, so I'm expecting some some sweet highlight material from those guys. Yeah, um, I mean, older players at this point are, I think you're right. It's just so, they're so, I don't want to say few and far between, but it's it's a young person's league now for sure. Like yeah, like elite guys. You know, Crosby's gonna still play at like a level that still amazes us. Ovi, no one's really paying attention to him outside of like the goal scoring records. As to see, like, oh, Ovi got another one. We're we're one step closer. So it's like all those storylines and all those guys are kind of you know they're slowly fading in the rear view, and we yeah. have a very very bright future ahead of us. And I think right now, like the big talk of the NHL between today and yesterday is Connor Bedard already, you know. He's a point per game player right now. You know, <laughs> exciting stuff. He's a rat for not scoring yesterday, but um, <laughs> and I don't know if I texted you about it. I, I, the NHL script writers dropped the ball yesterday because uh, I think we talked about it briefly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it would have made too much sense for Crosby to get the tying goal three three overtime Bedard, Bedard OT. Come on, I mean, like it's just too Come easy, writers. I mean, it is funny though, you know. You know, all things considered, history does repeat itself. I've been really enjoying the season so far, and the fact that Pittsburgh—I tweeted last night—they lost to the Blackhawks last year, basically eliminated them from playoff contention. So what do they do? They go out and they sign Ryan Graves, five mil. Eric Carlson is making eight mil on their team, even though he's worth eleven point five. They signed Achari and everything. First game of the season, they lose to the Blackhawks. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, man. I mean, like, yeah, I was telling my dad about it. I was like, I probably shouldn't have known Pittsburgh was going to lose that game uh, because they started the season with who ended their season um, Love it. with the with the guy that they helped that team get because of that win. So, um, yeah, fuck yeah, you, Pittsburgh. A good season, though. I think it's, uh, it's exciting. I think it's a lot of parity in the league this year. I mean, 
really besides a handful of teams like Philly, San Jose, a couple others, obviously, Montreal, you know, just to name a few, it's there's like there's gotta be at least, I mean, I think off the top of my head, 16 playoff spots. I'd say there's 24 quality playoff teams, 23. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of unhappy teams at the end of the year. And I think that's yeah, I, I I agree with that. I definitely um I definitely agree with that. I mean, like looking at the league right now, or yeah, like Carolina's gonna make it, New Jersey's gonna make it, Rangers are probably gonna make it, the Islanders and Pens are probably gonna compete for that last spot. Yeah. The Atlantic, the Atlantic, I mean, I I think there's five teams that can make it there. I think, you know, in the central Colorado will make it. Dallas will make it. Mini will make it, you know, whatever they will make it. There's six teams in the Atlantic alone that are going to compete for the playoffs and only five can make it. I mean, the only teams I don't see competing are Montreal and and Detroit. And the same thing with the Pacific. I mean, outside of Anaheim, San Jose, Vancouver, I think, you know, all these teams can make it. I mean, maybe not make the playoffs, but enough to compete, you know? Yeah. yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, fun league. And, you know, the parity's up, obviously they're looking to look to uh, go to Atlanta and I'm sure they're going to relocate the Coyotes to Salt Lake city and then add Houston. So two more teams, probably four more in the future total. So, uh, you know, making more room for, uh, for young guys. And I mean, even somebody tweeted out today. I think it was uh, Alan Walsh, funnily enough, the Gary Bettman hater himself, Chris's hero. Um, I love that guy. He was like, there's five five or six teams tonight that are playing with only 17 skaters because of cap issues, and that's at least seven guys, more like seven to 12 guys who are in the AHL now who should be playing in the NHL tonight that aren't because of cap issues. So, you know, you add teams, you spread that out a little bit. I mean – a lot of teams, but it does help uh, extend some parity, so it could be kind of cool, but that's not on the docket for this year, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Walsh guy. I think he's one. He's just a funny account. Like, I, I just love the hatred he has for, for Bethman. Um, just will always be the greatest of all time. And yeah, the fact that it was him who tweeted that, right? It was. That, that's like the greatest thing I've ever seen oh, in my funny. entire life. I mean, so just funny. the balls on him, man. Um, <laughs> yep, moving on from that. Yeah, um, so, or yeah, yeah Rangers Islanders. All we want, we wanted to hop in and do some some early predictions before the seasons kick off. Again, nothing to really yeah. talk about in terms of. Um, I guess like the one big piece of like Rangers news that I that I forgot to mention. Uh, the roster didn't really surprise me in terms of like um, the Rangers. Um, I expected Othman to go down, so it wasn't one player that of a nice surprise. Yeah, Cooley. You know, he was a um, you know a, a good addition to the team. I think um, from what I saw in playoffs, you know, he was he was he looked pretty decent. Um, you know, Did he, he play impressed in the playoffs? or not the playoffs. Sorry, uh, oh, preseason. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, whoa, what I miss? It's a uh, at night. Um, you were high yeah, three- when he got drafted. I remember that was a good call by you. He got drafted what third, fourth round. You were you were you were high on him. I'll give, you, yeah. give you a little back credit there. That was a good call. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought I thought it was a really good pick when they got him. Um, but yeah, no, he made the roster. Um, you know, probably should, probably could have made it last year, but definitely helped that he got that extra year in the, in in the minors. Because um, so you know, like Isles. Fan. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you were done. I'm just curious what type of player Cool he is. I've never, I don't know anything about him. He's like a, he's probably like a third, fourth liner. Like his ceiling is probably a third liner. Um, he's probably say? just. Yeah, he's probably a more skilled Goudreau. Um, you know, it's probably has to have. Yeah, like he's he's definitely got more of an offensive game um, uh, than Goudreau. He plays solid defense. He could definitely be on the PK. He's a big guy. He he love he could skate pretty fast. He hits pretty hard. Um, Sounds like a so nice. He's definitely, yeah. he's definitely he definitely is taking. Um, like I, I'd rather him on the on the fourth line, and you figure out. If it's going to be Benino, Pitlick, or Vizi that are going to fill in that remaining spot, you know, Goodrow is yeah. going to probably make that team. So having the availability to pick one of these those three guys at a nightly basis and Cooley gets that experience on the fourth line, he's not going to get crazy minutes, so he'll be able to really kind of find himself, um, you know, in the first you know couple weeks uh, yeah. into the season. You know, I'm I'm excited. So yeah, very excited to see him make the team. Um, it was surprising, but a happy surprise. 
Yeah, no, he's a good player to make it. I, I think the Rangers roster was kind of what everybody expected, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the fourth line, yeah. fourth line. I mean, having a guy like Jimmy Vesey, and I, I'm a big Tyler Pitlick guy. I think he's great. I think you guys are going to grow to enjoy him like second line or Tyler Mott in Tampa Bay. But um, And Bonino's, Bonino's always a good guy. So, I mean, you, you have a much deeper forward core, I think, this year than you have in the past. So Yeah, like for sure. Forward. I agree. Defense is what, the same? I don't think you had anybody. Harper got sent down, right? He's not on the team anymore. Harper got sent down. I don't know Jones? if Jones, Jones made the roster as a seventh defenseman. Uh, I know, yeah, it's Lindgren Fox, Miller Truba, Schneider, Gus made the team, obviously. Um, oh, I forgot about Eric Gustafson. And then, uh, yeah, I think Jones might be a seventh guy right now. Let me see if I could find the, uh, the official roster. Also, you know, last year uh, for Cooley uh, with the Wolfpack, 69 games played, 25 goals, 20 assists, 45 points. So not not a terrible season for him. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so Zach Jones didn't make it as a seventh defenseman. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, like, I, he probably should have made the team last year over um, – oh, my God, who was their uh, – Who's their Harper, third Hayek. Yeah, he probably should have made it over Hayek, but I think they sent him down the minors. Yeah, I think Harper played most games. Good puck Doku guy, Brent Harper. Yeah, no, it's good for Jones. I don't know. I don't know if he's becoming anything at this point, but it's encouraging at least that he made the roster. So the, the thing with him is like, yeah, it's like he probably like should be, he should have a bigger role on this team. And a lot of people just say like he's small. I'm like him and Adam Fox are the same size. I'm just like, I, I just don't think he's had the opportunity to really develop at all because the Rangers yeah. are, are, are known to to be the best place to, to go as a prospect because they will develop you and, 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 and you will, you won't be labeled bust immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's like room for him. I think it just worked out that like, you know, you, you obviously got Fox. Great. Lindgren has been a perfect pairing with Fox that takes that away. And then you kind of get these two really good, bigger, better skater, mid-round draft picks, Miller and Schneider. And you have Truba. That's your top four. I don't know if Jones, in a, in a guy like Jones with his size and his skill set, is like a – he's not a 12-minute-a-night sheltered offensive guy because you have so much offense coming from Fox yeah. and Miller already that you need more of like a – then again, you guys are you guys are playing Eric Gustafson, so I don't know how logical this – is from my standpoint, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like Jones is like fit for that role. It feels more like a defensive defenseman role. Yeah, he kind of falls into like that same category Niels Lundqvist fell into. Yeah, that's kind of like not actually. It's kind of like you know, if you don't have Fox or you know Miller on this team, then yeah, you yeah. probably you probably get a spot. But it just sucks that those guys. And it's like I I love loved when they drafted Niels, and I, I was really high on Jones when they when they signed him. It just sucks that you got picked. You know, the yeah. timing you came in sucks. If you you came in a little earlier, you're probably on the team before those guys, and then you're battling for a spot. You're not going to beat those. Guys. I mean, like Schneider and, and and Miller and and Fox, all those guys, they're better than you. It, and it's just it's it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, Fox is on another world compared to you. Like it's not even the same. Also, also, just side note, they got Wayno tonight on on the opening night. Congrats <laughs> to TNT. Love it. I love came it. out of hibernation, dude. They signed him to so much money for a TV deal, and I think he showed up to maybe ten games last year. Hey, they probably got their money's worth somehow, which is crazy. I think he, I think he came, he like came by their studio um, during the playoffs, but regular season, I think he was around for maybe five games. Like, like I think Hank was was on the TNT. I think he's officially like on the TNT yeah, um, thing so. now too. But yeah, any other Rangers uh, roster thoughts before the Isles? Or please, no, say, pretty much, pretty much what I expected. You know, happy to yeah. see Cooley make the team, but yeah, it was pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. It's a good team. It's a, it, it's a deeper team than it was in the past. So that's yeah, I, I I think I I definitely like the depth. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to play a big difference in how the Rangers uh, play this year and and how they look because they have options for like the first time in what feels like forever. Who's like the extra forward is my question. I think Benino's probably going to be a health health bomb most nights. Um, and then the fourth line is what? It's oh, Goudreau's down there. That's right. It'll be and then the it, first call is probably Brodzinski, I would guess. 
uh well yeah he got sent down just because yeah i just oh yeah it's yeah it's probably gonna be brodzinski or Othman, but uh yeah at this point yeah maybe brodzinski but it's also he's the captain i think down there i heard he had a great camp (laughs) i like the way he plays i don't think he's he's a solid fourth liner i think like on a on a bad team, he could probably maybe play on like the second line, but on like a stacked team, he's a solid fourth line option. I respect it. Go for him. Yeah, I think he, he'll he'll see some NHL time. He always does. Uh, he's uh, he's a killer on the PK. Like he is not afraid to throw the like to to dive in front of a puck. Like man, block shots, forecheck, backcheck, paycheck. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough, man. Uh, any any surprises with the Islanders roster? Uh, no, not really. I mean, goalies are who they are. Um, obviously surprised that they finally got rid of Johnston, which we talked about. Um, but no, nope, it's basically it is what it is. The only kind of interesting move, um, is going to be Simon Holmstrom getting first line minutes. Uh, it looks like he's going to be the first line left wing alongside of Barzell and Horvat, with Barzell on the right wing. So. I think they're looking for somebody a little bit more defensively responsible. You know, he's got some good hands. Maybe he'll, he'll score 15 or 20 if they're lucky. I mean, 50 games last year, six goals, nine points. Doesn't look too encouraging, but he, he's, shown, he's shown his flashes, so I'm curious to see what they can uh, do with him. I mean, he was a first-round pick in 2019 in that 2019 draft that we were talking about before the yes, show. Sir. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's really the only kind of intriguing point, I think, and then – you know, you got Engvall, Palmieri, Nelson together, who were great. The third line looks like it's going to be Anders Lee bumped down to the third line, which is a very expensive third liner. <laughs> so I'll say you got our third line is Lee at seven mil, Peugeot at five, and then like fashing. Um, it, it looks like Wallstrom's going to be health bombed for the first few games, which they're saying it's because he's still recovering from his ACL injury, which could very well be true, but I kind of just lend myself to think that he's not very good. I don't know, man. I'm not convinced on him. What happened? Because in 2018, when the Rangers went for Kratzov before, and, yep. and, and, and everyone was pissed that they didn't pick Wallstrom and the Islanders were like Islanders fans. I remember were going nuts that they got yeah. Wallstrom out and, and I was fucking pissed. I was like, how the <laughs> fuck do you not draft Wallstrom? Like, like how crazy is it that both those guys are just like not even remotely close to yeah. what they were supposed to be? Yeah. I mean, Krasov's not in the league anymore. I don't know. No, he's I back in Russia. I think it's Wallstrom skating is one thing that's limiting him. It's not the best defender, and I don't know. It's his head. I don't know. He takes some weird penalties. I don't. I. I don't want to say this as like, um. I I, I, pay, I play beer league. I, I stink, obviously, but like it just doesn't feel like Wallstrom, as an NHL player, thinks the game like he should, which is I think really hurting him. I don't know. He's obviously got a great shot, good offensive instincts, but he's just never been able to grasp that NHL game. And I mean. It, this has got to be kind of last chance lane for him. I think they're going to start with fashion on the right wing, maybe let Wallstrom officially heal. And then I think he's, he, if he gets a chance to bump into that first line spot or that third line spot with Liam Pajot, he's got to make a run with it or else he's going to, he's going to be running out of time and options. Cause I think they're kind of getting fed up with them. I mean, yeah. he kind of said he was going to the season with like an effort attitude, which is probably, I think some like, cobwebs from the trots that were shaking off because trots obviously never played him didn't like him not once they didn't like him just wasn't it wasn't a trots player and maybe he's going to be a little bit more loose this year and play his game but i don't know man it is crazy that both those guys kind of flamed out but at least wallstrom still has some hope um i'm hoping it's just an injury thing that fashing who i love i think fashing's great but it does make me kind of wonder why are we playing a 29 year old journeyman on our third line instead of like our 22 year old prospect you know that makes you kind of think of like what do they think of wallstrom but i hope he makes a run with it he's still got some hope i don't want to write him off yet but he's got hope so it is weird though overall also um just going back to your point about um lee being on the third line and he Mm -hmm. him being like an expensive third liner jake and i had the idea uh and for anyone who doesn't know jake is jake's buddy mine from dc rangers fan we had the idea of like and like 
it, I don't know how it would have really worked in reality, but just like the thought of it, we were like, what if we had a third line of Kreider, Trocek, and Wheeler? That's an expensive third line too, but I'm like, I uh, maybe it could have been decent. So. Seven mil, five mil. That's what I mean. I'm like, I'm like, you know, so, so keep, so keep, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tap in. See, see let me know how, how that line looks and if they're oh, staying it, together. Terrible. <laughs> because if it is bad, then I'm going to probably, I'm probably just going to chalk it up to, okay, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And, and maybe I am qualified to, to be behind an NHL bench because apparently <laughs> I have the same thought process. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty funny if that lined up like that. I don't know. This just reeks of like, Will you scoring like 17 goals this year? And then we have to trade like a first and Wallstrom and a second to get rid of him this offseason. And a seven. <laughs> just, it just, it just, this is what it feels like. I don't know, man. He's just, it, it's a big year for him. He needs to get some points and he needs to get some goals because the game is increasing in pace rapidly and honestly is slowing down more rapidly than people like to think. But he's only got two years left. So, all right. So yeah. well, move, and just the last thing, sorry. The defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. defense is the same. No surprise there. Aho, Mayfield, bottom pair. Ball Duke extra. Big year for Romanov. He's who I'm looking out for. Need a big bounce back year for the Romanov kid. He, uh, oh, Brock Besser hat trick. Jeez. 4 nothing Vancouver. Good for, <sighs> Good for Brock. Classic Oilers. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> but a uh, big year for Romanov ahead. I think he finally found his game kind of at the tail end of before his injury last season. So, Besides, you would your holds for him, but you know, like like the Rangers, no big surprise with the roster. Definitely intrigued to see what Holmstrom does, though. All right. Well, moving on from there, um, we're gonna just probably do a quick run through this because we don't want to make this episode too too long. But we have some categories here, uh, yeah. some early predictions for for the team and everything for both teams. Uh, and and the first category we have is team MVP. Um, do you want to go first, or you want me to to, uh, to start us off? First. All right, so Team MVP uh, kind of cheated because Kevin all, had all his answers in first. <laughs> so my immediate reaction is 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 based off of who he put. Chesty's probably like the most valuable guy on the team because the team yeah. goes as far as he's capable of taking them. But if I had it's to pick someone, statement. <laughs> I mean, there's no yeah. answer buts about it. <laughs> like, but if I if I had to pick someone outside of him. Um, a guy who I think could could really have an insane year because he's he's shown us before that he can he, he has had really good seasons with the Rangers, um, and I think he's going to unlock a new chapter in his or a new level in his game because he's entered a new chapter of his life. It's Mika's Vanishad. Um, did he become a dad? He is. He's he oh, has dad strength now. Dad power is no joke, man. He's got dad power now. Um, you know, I don't think he's had less than 25 goals a season outside of like the first year he played for us and he got hurt. Um, so I, I think, oh. you know, 30 plus goals again. Um, I, I think maybe he can reach 80 again. Uh, so super excited to see. Yeah, last year he had, oh my God, he hit 39 and 91 last year. That's insane. When did that happen? Dude, he's what? such a. Like he's good for like almost a sneaky forty goal season. I think two or three times on the Rangers. That's bonkers. I mean, he had forty four years ago. He was on pace for like forty five in the lockout year. Twenty nine two years ago, and then thirty nine last year. Damn. I mean, I knew he. I knew he was great, but ninety one is ninety one points is nuts. Good for him. I think it's a good yeah, pick. So, so I mean, yeah. Uh, outside of Shasta, I think I think we're gonna see dads. I, Hey man, I'd be nervous with dad strength Miko on the ice. That that man. slap that slap shot he's starting to patent on the power play, that just got a little harder. <laughs> I think that's a good bet. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, like like Shesterkin, the honors are only going as far this year as Sorokin are going, you know. They could very well, you know, if Sorokin gets hot, becomes the one of the best goalies in the league, who says he can't make a the second or third round? I mean Goalies are goalies are kind of magic. I mean, you look at some of the runs in the past, like Carey Price willing the Canadians a couple of years. Shesterkin has done it once or twice. I mean, not to say that the Rangers are in any way, shape, like the Islanders and similarities. They're very different teams, but goalies are kind of voodoo, man. I mean, everybody knows Sorokin is the Islanders' best player, and they're just going to – if he has a Vesna, hopefully, caliber season again, 
think they're think they're due for some good things. So I, I'm hoping this year is where he takes a step to like not just be like, oh man, Sorokin's like really good. I, I want it to be like, oh my god, like Sorokin's like kind of insane and like it's he's saving them games, which he does. But he also lets up a lot of weird fluky goals, which he needs to clean up. So that's my that's my team MVP. All right. Uh, next category we have, and I'll let you start this one off. Uh, what player do we think is going to have the most points on our teams? Yeah, kind of wavered on this one, but I went with Barzell in the end. I think he's due for a, a big year with uh, Horvat. I think Horvat's due for maybe 30 goals. Barzell winds up with like 70, 75 points. Not that spectacular, but I think with finally a good player on his wing for the first time, what it feels like forever, or a much more capable player on his wing, I think he's due for due for a good season. Almost put Nelson, but I think I think Barzi is due for like that taking of the guard season where he like he's back. So that's what I'm hoping. But what do you think about the Rangers? So um another player that I think is entering a new era of their career. He's got the mojo off of his head. Have to go with Panarin. I think he's had the most points on the team last couple of years. Um finished with, you know, um since he's joined the Rangers, first season, 95 points. Uh, in the shortened season, um, 58 points in 42 games. Then he had 96 points, 92 points. He probably – I wouldn't be surprised if he's an 80-point guy this year, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's a 90-point guy this year because he's got a new center that I think is also going to have a crazy year. I think the panarin Heedle connection – um, oh, I I think maybe. that I mean Heedle's slotted right now as as two C, so um, he's pretty firm. Would, yeah, so I I think we're gonna see a significant jump in Philip Heedle's game this year, and I think we're gonna see a significant jump or not significant jump, but I think we're gonna see Panarin pretty, stay where he's normally at in terms of points. But I think uh, Panarin Heedle is gonna be a fun little duo on the ice, and hopefully Laugh can get in on some of those points too. And some scored some goals. Um, yeah, and I, I think I think that's probably one of the lines that I'm most excited to watch is is Laugh Heedle, uh, Panarin, and I know I just did it backwards, yeah, is, right to left. Intriguing but. line. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. It feels like it could either be like, oh man, these guys are great, or like somebody could be off. That that line's gonna get broken up in like three games. But I think it could be good. Oop, another goal for the Abs. It'll be interesting. Yeah, okay. it's definitely interesting to see. Uh, moving on from that. Biggest yeah. surprise player this year. Um, I'll start us off. I think, you know, there's a couple guys in the Rangers that I can probably put in this category. I think Heedle, you know, I just kind of mentioned, I think he could be super surprising with, with his point production this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, cool. From what I saw. How do you say it? How do you say it? Uh, from, from, from what I saw um, uh, in, in preseason, I think Kako's due for a big year. I know I've been saying it. That was good. His shot looks the best it's been. I think last year was kind of, even though the points weren't there, I think that was probably the, one of the better seasons we've seen from him. He looked more confident on the puck. Uh, he looks dominant up against the boards. I think you know he's going to be getting first line minutes this year, playing with Kreider and Spanajad. Um, I think that line's here to stay. Um, so I think this is probably going to be the year that he surprises not only Rangers fans, but a lot of the league and finally shows up um, and kind of puts a lot of the doubters and people. Haters who, and losers. And, uh, haters and losers. I didn't want to say it, but the haters and losers, haters and losers, which there are many of, he's going to put you to bed. Uh, but my backup too is uh, also just because I thought he looked really good in the preseason. I think Gus is going to surprise some people this year. I, I, know, like he's, I know he's only going to be on the, th- he's going to be on the third pair, but I think he's probably going to surprise people more than uh, than we anticipate. Um, I really liked what I saw in preseason. Um, you know, do I think he's going to be amazing? No, but um, I think I think he he might he'll be a pleasant surprise. I think. I think that's fair. I mean, he's pure offense, so it's got to be fun to watch, right? I mean, that's all I know about the guy. So I think that's fair. I feel, I feel like he could pop up. I mean, he had, he had like sixty points a couple of years ago, so I mean, he could very well be like a power play two specialist. I also don't love that you just said that because that pretty much means the Rangers defense is all offense, no defense. Mm, yeah. Gus is kind of like an offense, like just straight offense. Don't love that. Cause I, I like Schneider as a player, but he is not like the defense. He's not a defensive defenseman just yet. He's kind of like a, a mid two way guy. Um, yeah, Ryan Lindgren should be fighting for his life back there. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But my biggest surprise player, I had Holmstrom. I think he's due. I don't know. My, my dad's not convinced that Holmstrom is going to be uh, anything of value, maybe like a third liner. But I don't know. If he, if he pots 20, I think people will be very surprised. Give me, give me 20 and 20, Simon. That's all we need. 40 points on the first line. Maybe you get 50. Maybe you get lucky. But I would take 20 and 20. Be a good PK guy. Um, I have hope on the Holmstrom bandwagon, you know. He's a, he's coached players. Good defensively. Good hands. Maybe pot some goals. I'm hoping he fits in nicely on that top line. That's who I'm surprised. hopefully surprised about. Um, All right. Next, next one. Most disappointed. Player we're going to be the most disappointed by this year. And I'll sure, let you start us off. Mine is, yeah, uh, Wallstrom. I don't know. I'm not buying into it. I think he's going to have another bad year. I think he's going to get – I don't know. I'm not going to ruin the next question, but uh, I don't know. Wallstrom just smells like he's just never going to break through the right wing side of fashion, Clutterbuck, Palmieri, and Barzell. forgot Barzell was a right winger there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Unless some, somebody could get hurt, and he needs to go on a run. When he, Oh, my gosh. The Avs just scored again. Terrible shot. I just, put I Phoenix, just watched put that. Phoenix Copa, you cowards. Um I don't know. It just feels like Wallstrom just needs to take a shot and run with it. But I think he's going to get a shot at some point. Like somebody like Palmieri is due to get hurt. He's going to get a shot on like the second line. And I think he's going to be disappointing, which is a shame. But um, speaking of disappointing. I didn't know Talbot. I know he didn't play for the Kings. I'm confused. I've never mind. Terrible goal. Terrible goal by Talbot. What is he doing? Wait, did he play for the Kings? Just now. Not, Not before that. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of his time. Edmonton. Wild Edmonton, yeah. Uh, who's your most disappointing player? Sure, so I have, <laughs> folks. I, 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 yeah, I have two here. Um, I think Benino has the potential to probably be like the most disappointing guy. I know he he probably has a little bit of life left, but I just don't think he's gonna be um, as solid of a depth option as I think a lot of people believe him to be. Um, I don't know how much how much he's actually going to play, but I do think when he does play, um, there's potential to be you know very disappointed by him. And the obvious answer, um, because we really need this guy to step up, is is Laugh. I think if if Laugh puts up a sub forty point season again, um, that's beyond disappointing. And and I think that kind of leads me into that. Leads me at least into my next uh, question here. Uh, who's someone that can? Who's a guy that we think could get traded? And it's it's you know it's if Laugh disappoints again this year, I don't know if he. I don't think he gets dealt at the deadline. I think he's probably. I think it's. Yeah, I think no it's an one's going to move. No one's going to want him at the deadline, but nope. he would be a guy that would I would without with with almost a hundred percent certainty if he disappoints again this year. I would say he's probably the guy on the chopping oh, block. The writing is on the wall. If he has another disappointing year, I think there's about a there. There's almost a zero percent chance that he's on this team on your team next year. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 if he has another disappointing year, am I crazy? I think he doesn't even fetch a first round pick. I, oh, absolutely, he absolutely doesn't. I would. I, I. I. In my head, I'm like, right now, if they trade him in the offseason, second one prospect. year, one, one year on his contract, I was like third round pick maybe. Wow, that's I, I, what what a what a crazy just situation. I don't know. He he's got the tools to be so good, just personally, and also like you said, he's on the line with Panarin, man. It's so easy to get points. If Ryan Strom could do it, you got to hope Lafreniere can do it, man. I don't know. It just like I, it just goes back to the thing. I like I see all these clips and videos of him, and I've, I've, it sounds so stupid, and I feel so old saying it. I don't know if he takes it. I, look, I, I'm making moral judgments on the guy. I don't want to do that. I don't know him personally. All the clips I've seen of him, he's kind of goofing off. I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. I mean, yeah, it's like you know, he's he's he is like a, a, a like a a vibrant personality, but that's a good way to put it. <laughs> you, you have to back it up. Like, you, 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 yeah, it's cool to be like the fun guy and the guy that's you know the one that's talking the most in the locker room. It's like you know. Zegers can can talk a lot on the ice, off the ice, and in the locker room because he's putting up sixty point seasons. I don't know if he's hit forty yet. It's like you gotta. Uh, hit. I just checked. He, he he has not. His career high was last year at thirty nine. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, so yeah. like you got you gotta hit like fifty to fifty five points on like the low end. If you can get the if you can get the sixty sixty five. I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, Which is like, crazy. I mean, that'd be good for him. Just crazy based on his projections coming into the league. Yeah. 
So yeah, that that that's 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 where I'm at with that. Uh, who do you think could get traded? Yeah, um, I mean the only two guys I think of are two younger guys that just haven't had the chance here or haven't really developed here. Robin Salo, who obviously doesn't seem too happy anymore. He hasn't made the team. He like didn't report to Bridgeport at one point last year. Um, and Oliver Wallstrom, if things don't go well, but. You know, I think those are two off-season moves. I don't think the Rangers or Islanders have anybody that really gets moved in the in the season this year, until no. maybe the deadline, obviously, where you, if the one team's out of the race, more likely the Islanders. Um, maybe you move some some players, or you know, you move some picks to bring some players in. But neither of these teams, like I said, besides Wallstrom and Salo, maybe this off-season and laugh, like you said, like it doesn't strike me as any in-season moves are coming for either team. Yeah, and even at the deadline, like I, I don't even know if there's anyone the Rangers would like ship out. Maybe outside of like a depth guy, like a VZ, yeah. like like I don't who I don't know who they're moving out, and like I don't know who they're bringing in. Like like I, I don't know what the trade deadline market's going to look like right now. It's 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 way way too early oh, to even like early, possibly yeah. even like come up with who could be trade bait or whatnot. But I mean like the Rangers, if they want to make a run, they'll probably make a move at the deadline, but. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what it would. I don't know what it would be. Um, and that brings Eddie us to Kane, the final favors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's laugh he's, laugh for Mott yeah. straight up. He's got. <laughs> oh my god! I hope Drury has his fourth round picks ready to move on from Mott. <laughs> <laughs> I, can only do, I only have I only have a fifth rounder. No, <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a fourth. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Mott's playing on the second line in Tampa. It's ridiculous. Oh. <sighs> I totally forgot to mention a uh, guy that made the Islanders roster, former Rangers legend, Julian Gauthier, had a fantastic preseason, and he made the roster. So I think he's like probably the bottom six guy that gets entered when somebody gets hurt, like a Martin or Clutterbuck. He's got some serious speed. I don't know. He he looked like he was playing confident in the preseason. I know he's like the king of breakaways that never I've, go I've, in. I've said like it Grabner. once. I've said it a million times. Michael Grabner, yeah, 2.0. Like former hey, Rangers Islanders Devils legend. Grabner though was a thirty goal scorer with the Islanders, so we're gonna chalk <laughs> it up to a potential victory. But I don't know. Good, good for Gauthier for battling out a spot. Good French Canadian boy. I mean, going back to Grabner real quick. Outside of like him shilling crypto now, um, I think like and and I could be wrong. I was I was happy with him as a Ranger. Were you happy with him as an Islander? Oh, I, like, I, I, like I loved Grabner. Great great player. I, I think the I think that's like one thing. It, it, like if if Rangers, Islanders, and Devils fans could all agree on on one thing, it would probably be like we all really enjoyed Michael Gravner. Yeah, Michael Gravner, the whole uh, <laughs> the the great uniter, Michael Gravner. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a great point. I mean, he would have been Islander for longer if he didn't get hurt. He just he always got hurt. He went to Toronto, like got buried in the minors, and he came back healthy to the Rangers. So good, good for Grabs, man. Helped him helped him make a playoff push too. Gotta love it. I love Michael Grabner. <laughs> um, the, the last, uh, last, last uh, category we have here is team record. Um, did I go for? Uh, yeah. So uh, start us off. How do you think the Islanders are going to look this year? Um, I had forty-seven, thirty-one, and four, which I'm now. You know, I'm going to adjust that. Forty-seven, twenty-nine, and six. That would leave them at a hundred points. I think 100 points get you a wild card spot. 98, I, I was going to say 47, 31, and 4. Or sorry, I told you, know what? Start over. I was going to say 47, 31, and 4. I'm changing that to 47, 29, and 6. That's 100 points. I think that gets you a wild card spot, even though it might be a little dicey at the end like it was last year. I think this team can scratch together 47 wins with Sorokin and that. I got confidence. I think they're, think they're a playoff team, you know? I think it's a reasonable amount to uh, – to win, maybe it's 46, 29, and 8. I don't know. I think they hit the – I don't know how the record's going to fold out. I think they hit 99 or 100 points is is my guess. But Oops. what about you with the, with, with the jurors? Uh, yeah. So Rangers last year finished 47, 22, and 13. Uh, outside of them and the Flyers, I think, right now. I'm looking at everything right now. So give me one second. Yeah, the Leafs had 11 overtime losses. The Rangers and Flyers had 13 overtime losses. Um, so I got to think. Let me look Let me look at the Western Conference real quick, too. Uh, the, only, the only teams 
or the Flames finished oh, with the, Flames the like most <laughs> overtime losses. They had 17. So I think if the Rangers this year can do anything differently, it's cut down their overtime losses. So I essentially took what they did last year in terms of overtime losses. I, I said, you know what, if they can win, let's say four or five of those games and get points back, um, I have them gotcha. finishing uh, 51, 24, and 7. I think that's probably very realistic. That's, um, I think that's very fair. I think, I, yeah. All, 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 I, all, all I said is, you know. How many points is know, that? Take, I think 109. 109. And they finished with 107 last year. Yeah, more, more depth, another win. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple, couple more points. I think, uh, yeah, I cut down, cut, you cut down those overtime losses. You get more, so you get more wins in the win column. Yeah. 109 points definitely makes the playoffs i think um yeah i think uh i do but like my one thing is like does 109 points sound like a lot of points but then you look at the 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 devils and the the canes last year the devils finished with yeah they they both finished with 113 112 so 109 pretty much slots in for third place can you look at what the Islanders? I didn't realize. I I, I can't believe I forgot this. Look how many points the Islanders had last year when they made the playoffs. Ninety-three. Yeah, I mean, I'd be thrilled with a hundred. Yeah. I can't believe they made the playoffs at ninety-three points. That's insane. A hundred point season is always like fun too because you always remember that season. You're like, oh, this was. A, even though last year for me was just such like a blast season compared to yeah. the year before, obviously. I mean, like I'm shocked that the Rangers finished with hundred and seven points. Yeah, maybe I'm selling. Maybe I'm selling things too short. I mean, every single division had a team with 95 or less points besides specific make the playoffs. Maybe 98 is enough for the Islanders to make the playoffs. I don't know, but you're right. 100 point season, 107 for the Rangers, 109 for the Rangers. That 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 makes sense. I don't know, but I'm gonna stick to my gun and say 100 point for the Islanders. It's gonna happen. I got faith. Hell yeah! And then um, we, and that- I want to run to win the Stanley Cup. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I literally I, I tweeted this last night. At, oh my god, the Kings! Oh, big save. Um, I don't know if you watched the banner raising for the Kings. Uh, I did. The big, the big slot machine. The, yeah, the Knights. Kinda, kinda, oh, Jesus, the Knights. Yeah, I'm watching the <laughs> not the Kings. Yeah, you remember that one now? Um, Fuck you. <laughs> I, was, I walked into that one. Unfortunately, um, the, first of all, the slot machine was pretty sick, and the banner was absolutely beautiful, but. Every time, I'm not even kidding though. Every time I see the Stanley Cup now, I think of June 25th, 2021. I looked up the exact date. That that shorthanded goal, it's, it haunts me forever. Every time I think of the Cup, I can't think about how the Islanders wouldn't have won it in 2021. I, I it's it's, bur- it's it's ruined my life forever. It's unbelievable. I'm not even an Islanders fan, and that's a game that's burned in my oh. head because I, I remember watching that game so thoroughly because i just moved into my apartment i was alone so i was watching that game <laughs> and i saw that, that was, i think it was in the first period that went into shorthand or something like that it, it early was, second it was, maybe or wait yeah for there it. was a lot of time left and i was like okay yeah, i'm like okay. you know what you can come back from this period, yeah okay it's so mike you can come back from this and then the game ended and i'm like they really like the islanders really lost game seven to a fucking shorthand goal oh, I'm like, one nothing bro i i'll just never forget it was like a minute left goalie pulled Barzell wide open net, the puck bounces over a stick. I mean, oh you know, my god, dude! I I remember. Uh, I think I was texting you about it. I was like, that was the yeah. game right there. Like, oh, if he even 100%. slightly connects with that, that's the game. He that's a tap in. It's it's you're on the, you're on the doorstep. If only Anders Lee didn't tear his ACL, maybe things would have been different. I would have would have ruined my life. Like I'd never see the cup without that thing of it. It's so bad. Um, yeah, so I mean, before we wrap up, I, I did, I did, I did, I did, I, I, I did depressing notes. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did tweet out if anyone had any questions for us. And we literally only got one. So, so thanks to, thanks to Joe for the yeah. question. Uh, he asked, uh, J- Joe Braun asked if, uh, Darlene is worth $11.5 million. Is that the trend we're going to see for defensemen? Um, uh, to answer your the second question first, yeah, I think that is the trend we're probably going to start seeing with the defensemen. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the guys who are currently better than him, the McCars, the Foxes, the even Heskinens of the world, who are signing for much less, it, you have to look at when they sign these deals. Um, yep. you know, McCarr, Fox, you know, Heskinen, they all signed these deals like two, three seasons ago. So, um. The, the the market was a little different. Obviously, the market's super inflated for defensemen right now, and it's yeah. funny because the Sabers made a, another 
big signing today, locking Will up Powers. powers. Uh, so two two years from now, um, eight point four mil. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do I think Dalian's worth it? So initially, I said yeah because I thought you know he's he's a solid defenseman. Um, he's a solid defenseman has good offense to his game. So yeah, he's probably worth it. And then I saw something in, that I sent to you of the top paid defenseman in the league. Yeah. And um that is a very overflated contract. Um I do think and and I think this point more so applies to power than it does to Darlene. I think the Sabres are looking at this as an investment. If we pay him now, we don't we're, we're not going to get stuck with an even bigger bill later when the when the cap goes up i mean it's projected the cap's going to go up i think five mil in this next off season you know a couple of years from now do we see it going up again to, to you know does, does it when does it eventually get close to 95 million i don't know when does it cl- get close to 100 million I, I have no idea um let's just get to 90 first but yeah. um i think especially for like power where if the cap's going up, that deal doesn't hurt as much. You know, you sign him this early. It doesn't kick in for another two years. So it's like, but Darlene, that's a guy where it's like, yeah, it's, it, you, you definitely overpaid for him, but they're probably a team that's like, you know what, if we lock, if we just give him what he, what we want and, you know, down the road, the cap goes up significantly. This, this deal doesn't look as bad. Um, it's still, it's probably going to be a hefty bill until you see the cap get close to maybe triple digits, I think. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, it's it's a lot right now. He's also like a top ten defenseman in the league, so I think it's pretty uh pretty fair. I mean, I don't know. When the cap goes up, I think it'll look a lot better. I mean, you drop probably percentage wise, power steal right now probably looks more like a six mil and Dalene looks a more like a nine point five. So I don't know. It, it, it's a lot to uh to pay, but uh he's top five top ten defenseman in the league probably right now, and he's playing in Buffalo, who hasn't made the playoffs in 15 years, so they got to overpay a little bit. So I don't know. I think it's fair, but I think you're spot on with your assessment. Yeah. Where did, did I text it to you or did I? Yeah, I think I might have texted it to you. Um, I got I to gotta find this. I got to find the tweet or the picture. While you're, uh, while you're looking, I'm also laughing because total random side note that none of our listeners care about at all. But um, Lafriere on the Kings just got into a fight in his first NHL game and they panned to his his family and friends in the section, they're going absolutely insane. It's so sick. <laughs> I love it. They're going nuts. He took down Logan O'Connor. I love it. All right. I cannot find it. Did, did it get deleted? I don't know. Yeah. The, um, okay, here it is. Yeah. So Carlson is making the most money right now at 11.5. Um, it was a tweet. Doubt, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at Dowdy made 11. Dowdy's making 11. Charlene's going to be making 11. And then you have the guys under him who are probably, you know, besides a couple, Wierenski's making nine point eight or yeah, nine point five eight. Fox is making nine five. Jones is making nine five. McAvoy's making nine five. Nurse is making nine point two five. Yossi's making nine point oh five. McCarr is making nine. So it's like a lot of those guys under him are better than him right now, making less. So yeah, it's 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 an inflated deal, but it, it's an investment. I think at the end of the day, yeah, hundred percent. Makes sense. And that me. pretty much that pretty much wraps up this episode. I know we went a little bit over the uh the mark we had set for ourselves, but hey man, man hockey's back. We, we're just we were flowing. We're just, we are just shooting the shit. No boys. High are, five for that one. That was a great we are, episode. We are buzzing right now. Hockey's back. The Rangers oh, are back. It. The Islanders are back. I'm fully back. You know, I was texting my cousin last yeah. night. I was like, you know what? Like I, I wasn't really like super amped up for the season. You know, I'm big into watching, you know premier league right now tottenham's at the top of the league everything's going great there the jets got a couple gutsy wins you know it's like i was i was you know super invested in that um you know one in the 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 whole nfl chiefs and taylor swift investigated um you know i was i was i was so the rangers kind of like we're on the back burner but now that we're you know, we're less back. than 24 hours away from the Rangers playing. I'm so ready to watch hockey again. Now that it's back on my TV, I'm happy that I finally got a win in the win column. So everything's cool. going up us. You know, hopefully we can get a couple wins we're loving between, it. between tomorrow uh, and, and into next week. So we can have some, some good conversations. Fingers crossed. Beginning of next week. Uh, but thank you again for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Spot Spotify for podcasts for Spotify. The whatever oh, I fumble fucked my way through that. <laughs> Google Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, wherever you can find us, we are. Make sure you give us a five star rating. Write us a nice little review. 
And uh, yeah, share the podcast with everyone, you know, make sure you're tweeting us during the season, DMing us, you know, we're, we're, we're always open and around and available for questions, whether it's Islanders related, whether it's Rangers related, whether it's hockey related, you want relationship advice? Nothing. Fuck it. I got a degree. <laughs> I got a bachelor's degree in psych. I can give it to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. Send it in and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.